This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about muscadines. Yes! Which I am very excited to learn slash surprised to learn. <laughs> aren't really a thing outside of the South or nope. not like a big thing. <laughs> nope. They're pretty much just in the American South. That's that's it. <laughs> wow. It's, I feel like it's so rare that this gets to happen to me. Because um, my my grandparents used to have muscadine vines just growing all over. Um, oh, uh-huh. And yeah, you would come outside and uh, especially in the summer when it was hot and they'd fall and kind of rot and it would just smell so overwhelmingly sweet out there. Oh, wow. Oh, I've never experienced that. Yeah, yeah. Back in their backyard. Um, And I've definitely had some North Georgia Muscadine wine. It is quite sweet, but it can be quite refreshing. Uh, like you need yeah. to know what you're going in, what you're getting into. But. Yeah, typically very sweet. That's starting to change a little bit these days. Um, Yeah, I... I had never personally seen a muscadine or a scuppernog grape until I moved to Atlanta and saw one in a local supermarket and was like, what the heck type of grape is that? And then I bought them. And then I was like, this is different than most other American table grapes. And I was <laughs> fascinated. And then, yeah, I, once I went on some like North Georgia wine tours um, and yeah, yeah, had many a very heckin' desserty. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Muscadine oh, wine. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. And I think it's, I, they really leaned into that for a while because I grew up in a tourist town and it's near a bunch of the wineries in Georgia, North Georgia. Um, and at first, that was like the thing that separated them out, I guess, was they had this sweet muscadine wine yeah. that you would try. Um, and it's so like any big tourist event, it'd be muscadine yeah. wine. <laughs> I think it was also very like leftover from the 1990s and the really overly sweet mm. alcohol culture of that time. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it got, got kind of lumped in there. But it's it's starting to change now. But yeah. 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 My dad really loves sweet. Uh, sweet wines and alcohol, so we would usually have some around. Um, I didn't know that Scuppernog was a muscadine. Uh, that was a mystery to me for years, what a Scuppernog was. <laughs> <laughs> I would just see signs for it, like, on the road, and I'd be like, do I want to investigate? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so even I am learning something. Well, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but okay, so for anyone who perhaps has not spent time in the American South and is very confused about mm-hmm. what we're talking about, uh, does this bring us to our question? I suppose it does. Muscadines. What are they? Well, uh, muscadines are a group of largish grape varieties that have a thickish, tart skins encasing a sweet, bright, kind of floral, musky fruit. Um, they're, they're like little little southern summer bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. They kind of look like that, too. They do. They do. They look, they, they're, they're very round grapes. They look kind of like a, like a bomb from mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. (laughs) Uh, Grapes, of course, are the fruit that grow on grapevines. And muscadines, botanical name um, Vitis rotundifolia muscadinia, are often planted from cuttings because uh, planting seeds from uh, a muscadine that you liked won't necessarily give you the same type of fruit that you planted. Um, muscadines grow in small clusters, like 6 to 24 grapes tops, um, but they don't typically bunch the way that other grapes do. They're, they're more likely to be picked individually. And these grapes can range from like normal grape size to more like ping pong ball to golf ball territory. Um, and I think more often you see that like nearing upon ping pong ball size. Yes, I have been hit in the head with one <laughs> before. Surprisingly painful. I mean, not as bad as you might suspect, but... uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they smart. get you, if they get you right on the top of your soft kind of kind of where your soft yeah. spot used to be, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, <laughs> but then I eat it, and who wins then? Hey, hey, and what? Mm-hmm. You can't say that about everything that hits you in the head. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, these grapes are uh, green when they're immature, and when ripe, can range in skin color from a uh, golden bronze. And these are often referred to as escapernogs. Um, to, to pink, to purple, to black. The flesh inside, though, is always translucent, colorless. Uh, and the flesh can be crisp, but is more often uh, sort of jelly-like. And scuppernog is more properly a varietal from the Scuppernog River region. Um, but yeah, the name is kind of spread out to, to generally mean golden color muscadines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm saying scuppernog, uh, but I think that that is a regional variation on it because there is an N 
towards the end of that word. It's um, I I think that it's meant to rhyme with song. Scuppernong. Oh, is is the more oh no technical pronunciation. Um, but I've always heard them called scuppernog. Me too. This, okay, maybe I knew even less than I suspected. <laughs> <laughs> well, like to the point that I was Googling them and I and I, Google was like, dude, you're spelling that wrong. It has an N in there. And I was like, huh, huh. Yeah. And then I noticed in the outline, you also <laughs> spelled it without the N. <laughs> yes. And if Google corrected me, I did not pay attention. I just went my merry way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you News go. News to me. <laughs> this is a Baron Stain Bears kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, muscadines are, yes, grown pretty exclusively in uh, in the American South, from uh, from Delaware over to Missouri, down through Florida and west along the Gulf Coast to East Texas. Um, all all hot, humid, subtropical areas. And they do grow wild, um, like in your grandparents' backyard. But um, but there are over 100 cultivars that have been developed. I've seen numbers up to about 150 different cultivars. Um, and they're considered a, a, a greener type of grape to grow here, environmentally speaking, um, because they are native and uh, thus more resistant to local pests than introduced grapes. The vines are climbing and can be very vigorous. Um, yes, the wild ones will like poke out through the treetops. And uh, cultivated muscadines are harvested late July through late September, uh, depending on the type, and are popular as a fresh fruit. They are a a seeded grape, and the seeds are a bit large and pretty solid, so watch out for that. Um, Basically, if you've never eaten a fresh muscadine before, like, get it out of your head that you're about to eat a grape, because it's got a different texture than pretty much any other American table grape that I've ever had. It's its own thing. Um, Both are good. Both are good. Um, And you can eat the skin and seeds from most muscadines, but some people spit out one or both or or just kind of like suck the pulp out from the skins. Yeah. 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 Depends on what you're doing. It does. And I will say that's that was kind of a shocker to me as a young kid in my grandparents' backyard. Like, ooh, a bounty, a wealth of grapes. And then seeds. Ah! Uh, and yeah, the, the outside can be kind of tough and like bitter. It's very tanniny. Yeah, it's got um, mm-hmm. it's it's got a lot of bitterness to it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely temper your expectations. Uh, <laughs> it can be a tricky fruit to consume, but very, very sweet, very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they can also be processed into uh, juice or jams or jellies, other preserves, a uh, 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 muscadine butter. Like a like a kind of spiced uh, kind of like apple butter, cranberry butter sort of preparation is something I've seen a lot of recipes for. You can use them to make wine or vinegar or dried fruit products. The wines, yes, do tend to be on the dessert side of sweetness. Um, tend to be very fruity. There's a lot of aromatics in um, in these wines. It notes like a banana, citrus peel, apple, and cranberry. They're not typically aged. Um, think like a really fragrant riesling. Um, however, this isn't usually due to the natural sugar content of the grape, um, th- those thick skins can, right, add a lot of bitterness to, to the must, the, uh, the, the, the pressed grape stuff. Um, so sugar has often been added during the fermentation process. Um, but a lot of producers in the area, yes, are now offering dry wines made from muscadine varietals. And like any, like any wine, it's made, it's made from grapes. The final wine depends on 
so many things about what you do to those grapes and how you process them. So right. the results can be quite varied. Um, don't, don't, don't write them all off if you don't like right. sweet wines. Um, and if you're ever in the, uh, the Southeast area, if you happen to go buy a winery, I don't know, try some, just get a sample. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually pretty happy to talk to you about it and share it with you. <laughs> they would love to. Yes. Uh, um, muscadines can also be uh be, be baked into various dishes, um, usually pressed to remove their seeds, but often including the skins. Um uh yeah, pies and cobblers are popular. Um they can be used in savory recipes like salads or roasted dishes. If you have never roasted a chicken or, like, say, sliced sausages with grapes, go look up a recipe and do it right now. It is so good. Oh, I've never done this. Oh, it's so good. Okay, yes. (laughs) I need to go grocery shopping soon. I will put it on the list. Oh, yeah, muscadine or otherwise. Go, Go look that up. It's delightful. Oh, okay. Um, I do love to... I have two friends, two separate friends who make, they call it scuppernog uh, jam or jelly every year for Christmas. And it feels like one of the most oh. like, now I know it's a Southern kind of thing, but you know, <laughs> just sort of a old timey, yeah, old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. It's always so exciting. Um, well, what about the nutrition? Uh, by themselves, grapes are pretty good for you. Lots of vitamins and other micronutrients, plus a good punch of fiber. Um, though like most fruit, they are fairly sugary. Um, they will help fill you up, but to keep you going, pair them with a protein and some fat. And uh, as with many grapes in particular, um, the seeds and skins of muscadines contain all sorts of compounds that are being investigated for health benefits um, because of their potential anti-cancer and pro-cardiovascular properties. But yes, savor slogan, <laughs> as always. We're just making hand gestures now. You can't yeah. see them. <laughs> I was doing like a parentheses motion. <laughs> I was doing like a like a. I think it was like an like an like an umpire like safe gesture. <laughs> like, all right, we went two different routes. Yeah, I think the message is <laughs> um, perhaps not clear, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we do have some numbers for you. We do. Okay, so a mature vine of muscadine grapes can produce upwards of 20 pounds of grapes, and healthy vineyards can produce 15 tons per acre. Uh, and this is versus about 10 pounds per vine for other types of grapes. And I have seen numbers up to, of up to 100 pounds of muscadines per vine per year. Um However, that being said, uh, juice production is lower per pound than many other grapes because muscadines tend to be about 40% skin and seeds by weight. Oh. Yeah, my grandparents, there were a lot back there. There were a lot of muscadines. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and like we said, big. They're not small. Most of them are not small. Yes. Sales of muscadines in Georgia and North Carolina alone were worth about $5.2 million per year as of 2019. And uh, there are muscadine festivals yearly in both North Carolina and Tennessee at the end of September. Uh, Food and music and aforementioned wine. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The oldest known grapevine in the U.S., muscadine grapevine, is a 400-plus-year-old grapevine living in North Carolina, it is called the mother vine. Ooh. 
<laughs> um, some believe it is, in fact, the mother of all muscadine grapes in this country. And I think I've, I, I couldn't, I couldn't quite confirm which one. I feel like there's like maybe more than one that there are these kind of like legendary legends about. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that this is the one where the vine covers a full half an acre of land and has a trunk over two feet thick. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Uh, oh, love yeah. It. The one I was looking at, which I think is like the tourist attraction in North Carolina, it looks so gnarly and cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it definitely looks haunted. I love it. Yes, the haunted muscadine mother vine. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. <laughs> hey, after 400 years, I think we're all haunted, right? That's true. Muscadine <laughs> or not. <laughs> Throwing those bob at people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we do have some history for you. We do. Uh, but first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, the muscadine grape is believed to have originated in the southeastern United States, where it has been cultured for more than 400 years. Records from the 8th century CE, though, indicate that explorers from what is now Morocco may have observed muscadine grapes along the Gulf Coast. Uh, Muscadines have a different number of chromosomes than most other grape species, uh, 40 versus 38, which makes researchers think that they probably split genetically from other species of grape pretty far back in history. 
Indigenous peoples in North America used muscadine grapes, often preserving and drying them. The muscadine is often called America's first actively cultivated grape. One of the first things Sir Walter Raleigh noticed after he arrived at Roanoke Island in 1584 was the abundance of grapes. He wrote that they were, quote, of such greatness yet wild as France, Spain, nor Italy hath no greater. Mm-hmm. A few years earlier, in 1524, Giovanni di Verrazzo wrote that they would make a great wine. <laughs> and Captain John Hawkins observed Spanish settlements making large quantities of muscadine wine in 1565. Uh, this would have been in the uh, St. Augustine area in northeast Florida. Many in the southeastern U.S. grew their own muscadines and made their own muscadine wine. And it was pretty simple to do. The grapes were crushed, then placed in a barrel or a similar device to ferment for about a week or so. I read some accounts that people were burying these barrels. Um, Sometimes it took less time when it was hot outside. I'm telling you, the smell of my grandparents' yard, (laughs) it was hot and it was like... Now that I know that smell, it's like wine. It was Yeah, (laughs) yep, yep. That's just what it smells like. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, then the the wine was strained or not and ready to serve. Both Thomas Jefferson and George Washington grew muscadines. A bronze variant of the muscadine discovered or first recorded anyway in North Carolina in 1760 was the first officially recognized muscadine cultivar. It was called Scuppernog or Nog. We don't know <laughs> after the area it was found in or the big white grape. Uh, the area, in turn, got its name from an Algonquin word for uh, for for some of the uh, sweet bay trees that grow locally, um, escopa or escopa. Yeah, yeah. And North Carolina was one of the country's biggest producers of muscadines and muscadine wine in the 1800s. Despite not being entirely accurate, the name Scuffernog did become interchangeable with muscadines, which yes, to this day. Um, mm-hmm. North Carolina was America's biggest wine producer during this time, and muscadine wine was uh, in Thomas Jefferson's top three favorite wines. Hmm. Yeah. He wrote to a friend about it. Um, it, quote, would be distinguished on the best tables in Europe for its fine aroma and crystalline transparency. Which is kind of shocking, because he seems like the type that would always go for the European version. He did try to grow European grapes. In he the did. US, he and did. It didn't really work for him. <laughs> Not really. No. Um, so. may- maybe. Maybe this is his way of going. Like. Like. No. I didn't. I didn't want to make wine like that anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> that wine was I've sour. Got something better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, winemaker Paul Garrett's Scuppernog wine out of North Carolina won ribbons at the 1900 Paris Exhibition. And in 1904, he entered his Scuppernog Champagne, which won the grand prize at the Louisiana Purchase Exhibition in St. Louis, despite international competition. He went on to sell muscadine wine kits for making at home, even during Prohibition. Right before and after that, muscadine wine from Garrett's winery, Virginia Dare, was the most popular wine in the country. And Garrett himself was known as the Dean of American Wine Growers. Mm. Yep, still available to this day. And I believe that... uh, the champagne one is advertised as the oldest sparkling wine in the United States. Oh, wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. As more and more Americans were drinking muscadine wines and sweet wines, commercial producers watered their product down, lessening the quality. Um, often they were blended with sweeter grapes. Sometimes that diluted the flavor, too. 
After World War II, Americans got a taste for European wines, which they viewed as more cultured and less cheap than Muscadine wine. By 1968, North Carolina's wine industry was pretty much destroyed. It was struggling, struggling really badly. In an attempt to bolster the wine industry, state legislators cut down on fees and taxes on wine licensing and grapes. Um, North Carolina growers came together to form wineries. The University of Georgia launched a muscadine breeding program in 1909, the oldest muscadine breeding program in this country. Over the years, they've released over 30 cultivars, and their primary goal is to create hardier varieties. In 1960, Harper Lee's novel To Kill a Mockingbird mentioned muscadines. Um, Quote, our tacit treaty with Miss Maudie was that we could play on her lawn, eat her scuppernogs if we didn't jump on the arbor, and explore her vast back lot. Terms so generous, we seldom spoke to her, so careful were we to preserve the delicate balance of our relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. After some studies suggesting that muscadines had anti-inflammatory properties in the 1990s, muscadines experienced a bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah. In the late 90s, maybe like 97, 98, there were a few uh, papers that came out about like, hey, these grapes that you're probably growing already, the South, um, can get in on this nutraceuticals trend. Um, and indeed they can. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Nutraceuticals. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you're making jams or jellies or something uh, and, and those seeds and those skins maybe are going uh, to waste, then yeah, it's a, it's a great way to increase the value of a crop. Well, North Carolina named the Scuffernog their state fruit in 2001, so right around that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and researchers are currently working on developing varietals of muscadines that grow seedless and with slightly thinner skins. Um, right now, there are a few such varietals being grown. They're just not commercially viable yet. And they do have really fun names. One of them is called the Oh My! with an exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking through some of the the varietal names, and they're they're excellent. I highly recommend looking them. Yeah. Up. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's it's the a, any kind of plant varietal mostly is is going to give you amazing specific names. Yes. Yes. And some of them, you've got stuff like that, and then you've got the ones that are so like victory or the oh, independence. Yeah. I'm just spitballing, but yeah. It's yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> All right, Muscadine. <laughs> it does feel like a victory when I find one and it doesn't hit me in the head. Yes. <laughs> any, any fruit that doesn't hit you in the head is, is aces. <laughs> yes, it is a victory in my book. <laughs> um, well, that's about what we have to say on Muscadines for now. It is. Uh, we do have some listener mail for you. We do, but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. listener. Oh. Uh, right in the head. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melissa wrote, I have to say, all of the discussion about geese, especially Canadian geese being jerks, has been incredibly validating. <laughs> I went to school in London, Ontario, and the Canadian geese there are truly next level. I learned early on not to cross any lawn that they had taken over. I've since moved to Montreal, but work for the Cree Nation in northern Quebec. Canadian geese are such an integral part of their culture that there is an official goose break for two weeks every May. Official buildings and schools close so that everyone can go to their camps and hunt geese. Sustainable and respectful hunting practices are integral to this. Even though I'm mostly vegetarian, I've never turned down offers of goose meat. Officially, this is to be respectful and grateful, but it might actually just be spite. <laughs> delicious, <laughs> delicious spite. One thing that's interesting to point out, I've never seen Canadian geese in Cree towns. I have had Cree people laugh at me when I tell them that geese are jerks and find it funny how bold the geese are in Montreal. One Cree colleague sent a photo of a goose standing right next to a lit barbecue in a park, wondering if it had some kind of death wish. <laughs> They've learned who to fear and who they can just push around or off a bike path when they refuse to move. Look what you've started, Lauren. <laughs> you've opened a whole can of geese and Canadian geese. Look, I'm, it's not, it's, geese are not my fault. I'm only reporting the accurate truth <laughs> about these terrible, terrible animals. <laughs> I think this has been a plot of yours all along. <laughs> Turn the listener mail segment into a birds <laughs> complaining about birds and specifically geese segment. Um, and I'm enjoying it, so I'm not mad about it. 
You know, it, it was, it was, I was, I used to be a lot more anti-bird, to be honest. Um, it was, it was since uh, super producer Andrew joined the show, Who Loves Birds, um, mm-hmm. uh, that I started gaining more of an appreciation for them. Um, mm-hmm. They, they are beautiful creatures that want to eat your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, respect, you know, respect. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't want to mess with them. That's for sure. No, Mm-mm. no, they're dinosaurs with wings. Heck, <laughs> <sighs> yes. I also like eating something out of spite. I have done that as well, <laughs> and I'm all for that too. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, I mean, g- goose is uh, separate from my personal emotions about geese. Goose is delicious. So that, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do an episode on them. I'll come around. And be fond of them because of the weird science, I'm sure. We're not trying to change you, Lauren. Aren't just... you? Aren't you? <laughs> this is my goal, is to help <laughs> you deal with your geese trauma, and then I'm going to... <laughs> We're going to have a healing journey. Oh, together. a healing goose journey. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alicia wrote, When listening to the Bubble Teas episode, I got so excited at the mention of B. Arthur. Unfortunately, I have not seen the special in question, so I have to get on that. My boyfriend and I have been watching everything in chronological order uh, due to the slew of releases of shows coming out, uh, as talking about the Star Wars universe. Uh, Bad Batch is so good. However, B. Arthur. I am a huge fan of the Golden Girls. My roommates and I in college all actually fit the personalities of each lady perfectly, and mine was Dorothy, B. Arthur. So I 100% agree that B. Arthur, y'all, needs to be a shirt. Also, y'all suggested taro as a bubble tea flavor, so I went to the local shop and tried it. Oh my heck, delicious. In listening to regional food commentary about garbage plates, I figured I would chime in with some clarification on the components as I went to college and live in Rochester. The garbage plate was first created at a restaurant named Nick Tahoe's. At the present time, this is not the best place to get them. The components are as follows. A base layer of french fries, mac salad, topped with either hot dogs or cheeseburgers. This is then all topped with Rochester hot sauce, which is in essence a spicy meat sauce, onions, and mustard. And, yes, it is for sure a food popular for the nights that alcoholic beverages are consumed. My boyfriend and I also do cocktails of the week from an American bar book we have, and June is vodka. The Moscow Mule is for sure on our list, as they are so delicious. However, it is rather difficult to find good ginger beers, I find. Um, Many I have encountered are way too sweet. Yes, the, the ginger beer's key. It is. In, in oh, it so meal. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you'll find a good one. Uh <laughs> Yeah. And if you if you need to, if you can find some ginger root and just like muddle that maybe um in, in the shaker or in the bottom of the glass, that, that might that might do you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, and I'm glad you like the tarot. It's so good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh always to be Arthur. Always. Always. Um, <laughs> like I said, I have the holiday special on four different flash drives, and you have to pry it from my cold, dead hands, George Lucas, because um, <laughs> it is hard to find. I don't want you to see it, <laughs> but oh, <wow. laughs> it can't be done, is what I'm saying. 
duly noted. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. Thanks to both of those listeners for writing. Um, if you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and bird lover Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.